0: Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology, and first daily Mormon history podcast. I'm Rick Bennett. I'm excited to conclude our conversation with Brian Reedy. He's a former Baptist pastor and author of Crossing the Divide, as well as he's written some chapters in an Illinois guide for travel and study um, put out by Cedar Fort. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, his role in the Nauvoo pageant as an actor, and we'll talk about how he wrote this book and became involved with it. So you won't want to miss this conversation. Let's, I, I guess we'll finish off your first book, and then it kind of ties into the second one, Crossing the Divide. After you joined the church, you helped with the Nauvoo pageant, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Talk about that experience.
1: The Navvu pageant played a role in my conversion uh, because we—it's—it it was through the pageant we went up one summer, uh, and they were giving away free CDs of the music. Back then, it was they still—they didn't have the streaming; it was CDs, and so I signed up for one, knowing that I was going to be given the CD by missionaries. But when those missionaries that came, that's what kick-started the process that eventually led to my joining the church. So this is
0: back in 2011, probably? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So, but we love the pageant. We love going up to the pageant. We would go there every year. Nauvoo is such a great family place. And being only three hours from my home, we would go up every summer, you know, stay at the hotel. Kids will swim in the pool. There's all sorts of free stuff. they got a great buffet up there, the Navu Hotel Nauvoo Buffet. It's delicious. And so— my even before I joined the church, my kids were on me a lot. my Carrie and Caleb, two of my kids were on me that we really want to be in the pageant. We want to do the pageant. Really? Yeah. They, lo- they just were enamored by it. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, well, I can't, we, you know, we're not members. So the first question, literally I'm still wet from the baptismal pool. The first question my daughter asked me, Carrie, does this mean we could try out for the pageant now? so i'm like okay so we signed up and we were accepted and we did the 2017 and 2018 pageant and then i went again this last year in 22 and did it oh and that uh,
0: wasn't in your book
1: no book came out before then (laughs) the first two were yeah so it was a great experience for my family a great experience for me it's a lot of work that we talk about uh, Navu, the pageant, the three S's of the Navu pageant: spirit, sweat, and sleep deprivation. <laughs> but it it was a cool experience, and for anybody out there that's considering doing it, it's a little harder to get into now because it's basically the only pageant that's going every year. But if you if you if you're even remotely thinking about it, apply. But you because never got to it.
0: see the Manti pageant. No, so. I that's didn't get to see
1: it. Manti. I didn't get to see Kimura or any of those. But, uh, yeah. But
0: man entire, or excuse me, uh, Nauvoo's still going every year? Every year. Okay. So talk a little bit more about those first two years that you went. Uh,
1: the first two years, I had some really cool spiritual experiences involving my father. Uh, my dad had passed away before I joined the church. So I had done his, uh baptisms at a temple in St. Louis. But when the Nabu temple open house took place in 2002, my dad actually went to the Nabu temple with me.
0: I went through them too.
1: And so I wanted to do his endowment in that temple because I knew we'd been in there. Mm-hmm. And so what was really funny is I know not funny, but from uh, one of the spiritual experience I had was I was selected as one of the people that got to go into the temple on stage, walk through the temple doors. And so we're doing dress rehearsal, and I'm walking through the temple doors, and I see the temple on the hill, and I know that as soon as this dress rehearsal is over with, I'm going through those doors to do my dad's endowment. Mm. That was a powerful experience. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. And then the next year I did his ceilings in in the temple. And then my daughter had experience that year that I really still get emotional about and am incredibly jealous. Um uh, the very last performance in Navo, they do the both, they do the Nauvoo pageant and they do the British pageant. We alternate nights. And we sing a, a song at the end of the British pageant, oh, it's songs of the heart, about you know, we will basically we will see our loved ones again. And we're standing on stage. And after it was over with, my daughter told me, and this was after we'd done the ceilings, his ceilings to his parents. My daughter said, Dad, I saw Grandpa in the audience tonight. Mm. So that was a powerful experience. Even though I didn't get to see him, <laughs> the fact that she did was cool.
0: Oh, very cool. Now, has any of your family embraced the
1: church? My my oldest son did. There was a time I thought he might join before I did because he caught the Mormon studies bug uh, early in life. But uh, he, he didn't, and— uh, but he was, went through it with, with through it all with me. And it's funny, before I was baptized, before I joined the church, they had him set a date. And he set the date. And this was 2015-ish. You know, missionaries always about a date. So finally BJ just said I prayed about it, and my date is August 27th, 2019. <laughs> and the missionaries are like, yeah, right, whatever. But sure enough, on August 27th, 2019, he got baptized.
0: How long ministry. away was that?
1: I was baptized and from the time he told it. Yeah. He he said it, I think, around 2015. So four years? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the, the missionaries, I know this is hard to believe, but they did not quite believe him when he said that, you know. Yeah. They thought he were... was well,
0: I can believe the missionaries didn't believe yeah.
1: that. Yeah. But yeah, sure enough, uh, three years after I was baptized, she got baptized.
0: Hmm. That reminds me. On my mission, we had a woman, and she said she wanted to get baptized in September. And I said, I'm going home in June. She said, Well, I'm going to send you a plane ticket to my baptism. And she did. Wow. <laughs> so oh. I, you know. Missionaries, we we like it a little more. Yeah, quick, but
1: some things—the best things—are worth the wait, though. That's right. <laughs> Do you know why he wanted to wait four years? That was the date God told him. Hmm. He said he prayed about it. The missionaries told him to pray about it and get a date, and he prayed about it, and that was the date he felt that God told him. And that's when he got baptized. They,
0: they didn't drop him. No.
1: Well, they <laughs> he, they kind of dropped him when they dropped me, but you know, he was he was kind of uh, by the. After I got baptized, he was just kind of in my shadow at that point, you know. He was along for my ride. And then mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you know, somebody brought it up about three months ahead of time. Oh, hey, Beach, I remember you told. He goes, and he goes, yeah, I'll pray about it. And he's that's when he got baptized.
0: Wow. That's cool. Your daughter, Carrie, she didn't no, join? Her,
1: I none of the rest of the family joined yet. Uh, they they are all living their lives and doing things they don't quite um, uh, haven't seen had had a desire to give up coffee and all those uh, other things that the more restrictive parts of of Mormon culture. Uh, maybe someday they both both of my kids had powerful spiritual spiritual experiences in Nauvoo, so there was definitely some seeds planted. But they they haven't had a desire to and I. I don't feel a need to push him on it. Like I said, as long as they're following Christ. And that's what I told the missionaries. Before I even thought about joining, one time they were over here. They were at my house, just random door knocking, and they came in. One of the questions they asked me is, Brother Reedy, what if, what if we're right and you're wrong? And I said, look, I'm just following Jesus. If Jesus wants me to become a Latter-day Saint, I'll become a Latter-day Saint. If he doesn't, I won't. Well, evidently he did. That's still my philosophy. The main thing is to follow Jesus.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell from Crossing the Divide, your first book, you've spent a lot of time in Nauvoo, and you know it quite well. Is that how you got involved in your uh, Illinois Guide for Travel and Study?
1: Yeah. Uh, After I finished this book, the publishers surprisingly asked me to participate in uh, this book series. And they had originally asked me to help with a different book, and I had agreed to do that. The The book series covers basically the Joseph Smith era sites, and they had asked me to help with the Missouri book and take a larger role in the Missouri book. But that was in 2021, like fall of 2021, and then about a month after that, my mother passed away, mm. and I'm the only kid, so all that stuff I had was was on me. Right. So. I was talking to Casey Griffiths, Dr. Casey Griffiths, who's the editor. And I'm like, I'm really much more familiar with Nauvoo. And he goes, well, would you rather write about Nauvoo instead of Missouri? And I'm like, yes. Oh. So he switched it and he took uh, the Missouri stuff and then let me write, a, you know, gave me a few chapters to write these chapters about Nauvoo. And I did. And it was, I really loved the experience. And it was cool because the very last chapter I wrote, I was in Nauvoo for the pageant so to write about Nauvoo while you're in Navu
0: really was a really fun experience. So give us the tell us a little bit more about Nauvoo. what, uh, what are the good places to see? What are the chapters you wrote? Uh, the good well, wow. There've been a lot of
1: changes, and so they've put up a, they're putting up a brand new area called the Temple City, which is all about the temple. They've just re- recently in the last year or two opened a bunch of new homes. So about the temple experience, that's cool. If you're just going for the day, my recommendations to visit are the visitor center, of course. Brigham Young's home, the blacksmith. Uh, The blacksmith, you get a little horseshoe souvenir. They used to give out the prairie diamond rings. I don't know if they're still doing that anymore or not, but you get a little horseshoe. Um, You can do a scavenger hunt in the... Uh, visitor center and get a little brick that was made in Nauvoo. They used to have the brickyard open, but that hasn't been open since COVID. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to reopen or not, but then you've got the, uh, the wagon ride through the town. That's really fun. Uh, the, the oxen drawn wagon ride is really fun and all that's free. It's great for families and so forth. I would visit the Brigham Young home, the Heber C. Kimball home. Uh, and of course uh, Wil- Wilford Woodruff also has a home there in John Taylor And then if you have the time I would encourage you to visit the Joseph Smith Properties The Red Brick Store is free It is an operating store If you go there please get a bottle of root beer It's delicious if you like root beer It really is, yes uh, they, Now if you want to tour of the homestead And the mansion house There is a small fee it, it, But it's worth it And it goes to preserving the, the structures there And the cool thing about uh, for me in the mansion house is the handrail that goes up the stairs in the mansion house is original. So when you're touching that handrail, going up the stairs, you're touching the same handrail that Emma touched, that Joseph touched, that his kids touched that Brigham young touched. and, and, and touching history is, is meaningful to me. Absolutely. And of course there's the cemetery there, which is very beautiful where the gardens are beautiful overlooking the Mississippi river and going over to Carthage to tour the Carthage Jail. Those are the main sites. There are several others. You would probably need two days to see everything in Nauvoo. This book that we have here does not discuss every site. There are other guidebooks that do that. But it hits the main ones. And what we focused on at the end of every chapter is a little devotion that we call a mini devotional. And basically, it takes the history that we just wrote about and gives an opportunity to ask questions to help you ponder what you've experienced or what you've seen and apply those things to our lives. I wrote, let me see, what did I write? I wrote the chapters on the Nauvoo Main Street, the Joseph Smith historic site, and the homes of church leaders in Nauvoo, and the 70s Hall chapter. That's what I got to write about. And Casey and uh, Mary Jane Woodger wrote the other chapters. Mary Jane wrote the chapter on the Red Brick Store and the Relief Society. It's a very easy read and has a lot of good information. And I tell people that uh, when I was invited to participate in this book, I was reminded of the farmer that entered his mule into the Kentucky Derby. And the farmer's friends asked him, why would you enter your mule into the Kentucky Derby? You know <laughs> it's not going to win. And the farmer replied, I know, but think of the company he'll be in. <laughs> so I'm like the mule in the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> in really good company with these two other authors.
0: <laughs> I love Casey. Casey's awesome. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he was the one that helped arrange this interview. Exactly. Is there anything else? Have we missed anything? Shameless plugs. Both of these
1: books are for sale at Cedarfort.com. You can get him in the Kindle edition uh through Amazon and through uh there's yeah, I think Cedar Fort's now developing an app where you can get him through that as well. Okay. So, shameless plug there.
0: Do you got any other books in the word?
1: Not yet. I've been lazy this year. I really have. I've turned into my father I go to work. I come home. I eat supper. I sit down and drink a soda. Watch TV. In case it would have been a beer, but that's fine. Uh, (laughs) And go to bed. But I'm I'm looking at some other projects. But I'm a horrible self-starter. If somebody's behind me poking me with a stick, then I can do things to get things done. But if they're leaving it to me to to do it, but I had some great meetings yesterday with some good friends of mine at BYU, and they're trying. They're like, you need to write some more. So hopefully, something will be in the works in the near future.
0: Very good. I was going to say one other thing. Um, the Illinois book is pretty light on polygamy. The effect, yeah. fr- it doesn't exist. No, no, it's not. There's
1: not going to be any anything controversial in the books. Unfortunately, um, I, we thought about it, but didn't think our publisher would go for it. And and you know, uh, like I said, it's more for families just trying to to glean uh, spiritual information. They're not really uh, in-depth historical analysis, just basic histories. We do do provide documentation for what we have, so you can dig further. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look again to see if there's
0: any uh, recommended resources on polygamy. I doubt it. I remember it, because I leafed through it this morning, and then it said something about section 131, which kind of deals with the sealing power, But it was all in a monogamy context. That was
1: Casey's chapter, so bring him on and you can ask him about all that.
0: (laughs) You know, Casey did a um, BYU education week and the polygamy, it was funny because he did it on controversial topics four or five days in a row. The first two, I was on the front row and then the polygamy one, I can't remember the other one, might have been the Book of Mormon translation, I don't remember, but I had to go to the overflow because I couldn't get in. And I was a half hour early. It was ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so Casey knows stuff. But yeah, this is not a controversial book at all. No, definitely not. (laughs) So I'm glad I got to quiz you on some of that a little bit earlier. So, Well, Brian Reedy, thank you so much for being here on Gospel Tangents. When I go to St. Louis, I'm going to have to see you and... Jeff McCullough, and we'll get you to convert him or something. We'll do our best.
1: <laughs> or next time you're in Nauvoo. I'm only three hours from Nauvoo. Okay. I'm always looking for an excuse to go up there. So yeah. yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be yeah, on Yeah, and Duffel
0: you're training. not going to MHA or Whitmer? No, not this year.
1: I should have signed up, but I didn't. And since I came to Utah, I can't afford to go to New York. Yeah. So, but, but I do plan on going again at some point.
0: Okay. Well, Brian Reedy, thanks again for being here on Gospel Tangents. Thank you. Really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Brian Reedy, author of Crossing the Divide. And also, he's written a few chapters in an Illinois guide for travel and study. So, you need to check out both of these books. Brian, thank you so much for coming to Utah. I know you're a blues fan, but uh, I still like you. So, anyway, thanks again. In our next conversation, you know, we've got the month of September coming up, and that means the September 6th. But before we get to there, I'm going to talk to Moroni Jessup, a man who's been excommunicated four times. I actually persisted in going um, right until the end, right until I was excommunicated. Okay. But I'm getting well, ahead of myself. All right. I got to, uh, There's a little preview right a spoiler. there. Spoiler. <clears throat> Won't so, be the uh, first time. <laughs> so uh, yeah. so uh, what happened is that uh, we got hit from multiple sides. If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, subscribe on either Patreon or at gospeltangents.com. For just $5 a month, you can hear the entire audio uninterrupted. On our $10 tier, if you'd like to see the whole video, you can see that uh, either on youtube.com slash gospel tangents, or I've got a special Facebook group devoted for uh, full videos. So subscribe at gospeltangents.com and uh, sign up for just $10 a month. For $20 a month, if you'd like to get some bonus content, uh, maybe some of the stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor, you can sign up for that. And then if you'd like to talk to me for $100 a month, we'll we'll do a monthly phone call on something like Zoom, and you can ask me anything you want. So thanks again. Also, don't forget about the merch, mugs, t-shirts, hats, things like that. I'm trying to get the ties up there, hopefully I can get up up there. And uh, thanks again for watching Gospel Tangents, and click here for some more videos.